Welcome, everybody. This is Paul. Tonight, we're going to be talking about self-esteem and it. And uh, Jody is going to be uh, doing the presentation. You want to go ahead and take the mic, Jody? All right. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, tonight we're going to talk about self-esteem and it. And a lot of this content is going to be uh, based on this book that I listened to. And it talks about the uh, six pillars of self-esteem. And so with self-esteem, we're going to start off with a definition. And that's going to be the confidence in one's own worth and or abilities. So, you know, tonight we're going to focus on kind of the identity part of the three-step process. And uh, if you can think back to, you know, how, our, how we developed our it and where our own self-esteem comes from. Um, and then once we can figure out this identity part, we're going to get into the confront and then the be proactive. And so by doing this, uh, we can learn how to build uh, confidence and trust in ourselves. And there's going to be four things throughout this presentation that we're going to kind of want to think about. And it's going to help to identify, like, our self-esteem. And we're going to think about, like, what is self-esteem? Why is that important? Uh, what can we do to raise our self-esteem? And how others can affect our self-esteem? So self-esteem is going to come from two main factors. It's going to come from an internal factor, which is going to mainly come from our it and how we think about ourselves. And then it's going to come from some external factors. And our it is how we think about ourselves and that who we think we are. So that's going to be the internal part. And the external is going to come from, like, other people around us um, and, like, how we perceive those different actions and what people say to us. And our it's going to play a big part in that perception of what those other people do and say. So most people think about self-esteem and they think that it's kind of set when you're younger, like it was built by your parents and you just can't do anything about it. But we're going to learn that by being proactive, that we can actually change um, what level of self-esteem we have. So many of you by now have realized um, that we're not stuck, that we can learn to change and that we're not, like I used to say, just the way I am, right? We have the ability uh, to make choices and to change those. Um, but we have to be willing to take responsibility for our own lives. Um, we're not powerless. We do have the ability to make choices and the possibilities are endless. Um, you can just look at some of our testimonies like Ray and things like that. And it just goes to show that we can make changes and we do have a choice in confronting these um, things that we identify. That's going to be the key. Uh, we must be aware of all the different things, um, people sometimes will avoid that confrontation. Uh, they're going to find different distractions, different ways to just not deal with it. And it could be anything from sleep uh, to watching TV, playing games on our phone, uh, just doing busy work, uh, drugs, alcohol, whatever the distraction is, these things are just going to cause us to avoid that hard work, avoid us taking responsibility. So self-esteem is always going to be running in the background. And it's going to require a heightened sense of awareness in order for us to notice whether this is playing a part or not. Uh, remember, self-esteem is confidence. Um, it's going to be confidence in what we deserve, confidence in our ability to think and to cope and to deal with things, uh, confidence in our ability to have success. 
uh, to achieve the different things that we want in life. So self-esteem can also cause us to shut down uh, when we're faced with fear of failure um, or if we have like, uh, oh, we did a failure failure uh, podcast not too long ago. Um, and part of that also is the self-esteem can also cause us to push on, uh, to overcome. And the more we do one or the other, it's going to just reinforce that self-esteem that we have for ourselves. And this can include um, how we respond to external messages, um, how people treat us and things like that. And I got a couple lists here of a bunch of things that can help us decide whether we have a high self-esteem or a low self-esteem. And going back to the identify, some of these things will kind of stand out in your brain like, ooh, maybe I do that. Um, so I'm going to go through the high self-esteem or a healthy self-esteem first. And uh, they are rationality, uh, realism, intuitive, creativity, independence flexibility, um, the ability to manage change, um, to admit and correct mistakes, uh, cooperativeness, seeking challenging goals, um, good with coping with challenges, ambitious, a drive to express yourself, open, honest in the way we believe and the values that we hold, and treating others with respect and fairness. And you're going to see how a lot of those will come out through the rest of this presentation also. And then on the low self-esteem, there's going to be irrationality, uh, blindness of reality. You're going to have a fear of new things or things that are unfamiliar. Uh, get defensiveness, uh, over, uh, over-compliant, like always wanting to do what other people are doing, not really want to go against the system. Uh, over-controlling, a fear or hostility towards people, uh, seeking safety and um, seeking safety and undemanding. Um, where you're just always not really trying to get what you really want. You're just going to kind of take the safer and easier route, uh, trying to prove yourself. Um, and we're going to see how that kind of plays a part in low self-esteem and uncertainty uh, to express yourself, just kind of not willing to stand up for yourself. And that's going to come up later also. So when it comes to self-esteem, we're going to tend to attract people with similar levels of self-esteem uh, through our uh, life. And, this is kind of going to happen all subconsciously. Uh, people with low self-esteem, they're going to kind of look for people that aren't going to judge them. Um, and th- their internal thoughts and their self-esteem will kind of shape how they perceive other people and what other people say to them and that judgment. So a lot of that judgment is going to come from that internal part of your how you feel about yourself. And we're going to feel like sometimes that we're just destined for failure if we have a low self-esteem Uh, We're going to tend to draw people that kind of lead us into that type of lifestyle automatically. And and Paul said that before. And when it comes to like relationships, if we have a low self-esteem, we're going to tend to push people away before they have the chance to push us away. Um, Or we're just going to continue to struggle and and hope that things get better. Always trying to think that maybe something will change in the future. And if we have a low self-esteem, uh, we're going to feel bad for being happy. Um, if good things are happening in our life, we're going to think that, oh, our, our it's going to make us feel guilty for having those things. And we're just going to think that we don't deserve it. Or maybe it was just luck. You hear a lot of people be like, oh, I was just lucky to find that job. But if you look at a lot of the things it took 
you could point out that there's a lot of things they did and a lot of things they took responsibility to to be able to make that happen. But if they have a low self-esteem, they're going to tend to think that, well, that was just luck. You know, I got lucky or something like that. And sometimes when good things are going for people, they're going to find different ways to self-sabotage it. Their internal thought is going to think, oh, well, you don't deserve this. And it's going to do all the different things to self-sabotage. And so the key to this is awareness. And if we aren't aware of these things that are happening, we're just going to end up reverting right back to that old self-image, that old internal thought. So changing that who we think we are is going to be the key to building a higher self-esteem. So um, sometimes you hear people say, like, is too much self-esteem bad? Uh, you'll hear people either call people, hey, they're just boasting or they're arrogant or they're bragging about something. And this is really a reflection of their own low self-esteem. And if sometimes you're like, oh, I don't want to be arrogant or I don't want to brag about some achievement, well, that's going to be a reflection of your own low self-esteem, not wanting to talk good about yourself because it, it doesn't think that you deserve it. And high self-esteem people, um, they're going to they're gonna not feel like they're arrogant. They're not going to really try to be better than people. They're not going to be trying to, they're not going to be in competition with other people. Um, they really don't really care what other people think. Their internal self-worth is enough and they can be happy just being who they are and having those things that they have. And the low self-esteem people around them, they're going to kind of feel um, uncomfortable. They're going to often think, it's, it's going to be, it's going to reflect back on them and they're going to start to think and see like, Oh, maybe they're not good enough. Or in order to kind of defend themselves, uh, their internal thoughts going to kind of talk bad about them. They're like, Oh, they're just being arrogant or they just got lucky or something like that. And that doesn't mean that low people, low self-esteem can't achieve great things. Um, but oftentimes those achievements are really just trying to prove something. They're either trying to prove something to their parents trying to prove something to their self. And it, even when they do make those um, accomplishments and achievements, they're not really going to have joy with it. They're just going to kind of feel like it's never enough. Um, they're going to keep trying to achieve things. And no matter what they achieve, it's never really going to feel, never really going to fill that void of that low self-esteem. So they're going to have to learn to change how they feel about themselves in order for those achievements to mean something to them. Um, so you might be asking, how do we develop a higher self-esteem? And how can we build confidence in ourselves? How can we build self-worth and self-respect? Um, how can we learn to trust ourselves? And Paul often says, like, we deserve it, right? He always talks good about us and tells us we're doing a good job, things like that. And that kind of goes back into that external um, boosting and how we see ourselves. Um, but really, we have to learn to believe those things for ourselves. Um, our internal thought and our internal value of ourselves is always going to be the most important. And Paul also says, behavior never lies. So we can just look at our behavior to kind of determine where our self-esteem level is at. And in order to boost this self-esteem, we got to start uh, being committed to act different. Uh, we have to be aware of our choices. Um, we have to learn how we talk about ourselves and how we receive what other people say. And by having that sense of awareness, we're going to be able to recognize 
hey, somebody paid us a compliment. Did we accept that compliment or did we just kind of think they were being sarcastic? Um, did it be, were we just making rationalizations of why their compliment wasn't really true? And without that awareness, we're not really going to understand how our own self-esteem is affecting. And we have to also pay attention to our own body language. Uh, we often say that our internal thought causes us to just react to things. And if we can recognize those, then we can look at them and change them. We got this neat little thing we created a while back called uh, the stop, drop, and roll. And I always like that when uh, I sense that I'm reacting to something or something triggers an emotion and the stop part is just to kind of pause and take a look like, how are we responding? Um, then the next part is the drop. You just want to drop any of that past program conditioning that's tending to influence those types of responses. And then the role is just to kind of move on to a new behavior, change how we're thinking about it. Maybe do those if statements like, well, maybe they didn't mean it that way. And I got a good story I like to use is a lot of times uh, in the beginning, the traffic was really bad. So a lot of times people would cut you off. They would always take the easy way around and cut you off and when you're in, in the line, you never really know if the person cut you off because they've never been here. You don't know why they cut you off. Maybe they got something really important they need to get home to. Um, but none of that usually matters when somebody just cuts you off in traffic. You just get angry and you start to react. Um, so I like to use those if statements. because I don't know what's going on or what's happened. So if I can change the way I'm thinking about the situation, it changes completely the way I feel about the situation. Even if the exact situation didn't change at all. So we want to repeat these things over and over, and that'll allow us to slowly start to change. And so we need to also recognize our fears. Uh, we did that podcast, The Fear of Failure, and we talked about some different fears that we had and some different challenges to ourselves and different ways to overcome those fears. And to get a high self-esteem and help boost our self-esteem, we always want to look for like solutions, um, solutions, not excuses. Right. So a lot of times people think they come into a, a hard situation and they just, they just think, well, oh, it can't be done. or That's not possible. And if we kind of change that way that we're thinking, then we'll start to build that confidence in ourselves, which goes back to that definition and start to boost um, the different things that we can do. And we'll start to have more confidence in finding solutions than just thinking that it can't be done. And, you know, we can also look at some of our past successes. Um, that'll help boost our confidence. And we, we want to make sure that we're not looking at the negative. A lot of people with the low self-esteem, they're going to look at, well, I tried this once before, it didn't work. Um, that's kind of the excuses side, not the solution side. And that internal thought that we have about ourselves, they're always going to kind of override that external thought. So sometimes people are seeking like external validation. They're looking to other people and things like that. And they're not really going to believe that or they're really not going to feel good about that until they can move that to an actual internal feeling. And consistency is important to continue to make good choices in order to boost our self-esteem. Um, so some things based on this book, there were some uh, the six different pillars that they went over. And the first one was uh, living consciously. And that's kind of just being aware of the reality, um, what's happening around us. Um, just seeing and knowing is not enough. We got to remember to identify, confront, 
be proactive. So this conscious consciousness of living consciously is really looking and identifying and kind of confronting, but really we have to move on to the procrastination part, uh, which we'll get to later on. So it's in when we're identifying these things and living consciously, we have to really uh, be um, look at the facts. Uh, a lot of times we get emotions caught up, uh, feelings, and we got to look at kind of a, a logical sense of what's really going on. And we also have to look at how are we interpreting um, this information coming in. Uh, we, we have to be willing to accept new ideas. And sometimes these new ideas are going to go against other things that we've previously thought, or it's going to go against some uh, misbeliefs or internal thoughts, and we're going to have that cognitive dissonance that's going to kind of always try to stop us. So uh, another thing, we're going to look for growth. So always looking to improve and be aware that there's going to be a lot of old things and false values that are going to change. So through growth, we might develop new values and, and new ideas, and we're going to have to put those all together and use those later. And oftentimes the way we think of things and how we think they're going to turn out never come true. Um, there's the, the fear acronym, um, false expectations appearing real. Uh, there's a couple other ones, but a lot of those expectations, we just generate in our mind, our own internal thought and our own past program conditioning is going to try to determine the outcome without even all the facts. And a lot of times it's, it goes down the wrong way. Like, Oh, it probably won't happen. Or all these negative things. A lot of times, uh, a lot of people will have a, a lot of expectations. They'll be like, Oh, if I go apologize to this guy, he's going to yell at me. He's going to, all this bad stuff's going to happen. Then you go and actually do that. And it changes and it's completely different than what we expected. Uh, the next one was self-acceptance. Um, so accepting our fe- that our feelings exist, and that things are happening, um, that's important. And we have to know that these exist in order to move on. And we have to experience the feeling. We have to understand that, yes, we're feeling a certain way, but don't, you can't just deny like that something doesn't exist. Um, there's another saying, guys, like he, he, he's going to his garden. He's like, he's like, there are no weeds. There are no weeds. There are no weeds. We, we can't just say that there's something and we can't just say something exists doesn't exist when it actually does exist. And there's a good exercise that kind of helps us to kind of accept ourselves um, as a body. And it's if you stand naked in front of a mirror and just look at yourself. And it's probably going to be really uncomfortable at first, um, but just look at yourself and you don't have to like it. You don't have to accept it, but it is reality. And we have to learn to love ourselves and, and know that some things we can change. And if we can't change it, then we have to accept it. Uh, but we can't disown it. We can't look at ourselves in the mirror and say, well, that's not true. Um, we're looking at it. We have to accept it and we have to own it. And like I said, we don't have to approve of these facts. Um, but by able, by looking at ourselves and accepting it, that will give us the drive uh, to want to change. And acceptance must always come before the change. Um, we, we can look at all of our different traits, um, whether they're good, bad, or indifferent, uh, take an inventory, um, look at them. And if they're good, we can accept them. Um, if they're bad, uh, we can't just say, well, that's not true. I'm not like that. 
um, if you're really identifying and really looking at this stuff and making a good inventory, you're going to know that that's true and we may not like it, but we can't just disown it. Um, we want that inventory. We want to know and identify those things in order for us to change them. The next one is self-responsibility. And responsibility is going to play a part in a couple of these. And we are responsible for our own actions, our own achievements, our own behaviors, our own happiness. Um, and we are also responsible for improving our self-esteem. So know what we are and that we are in control of it. Uh, we, we can't control others. Uh, we can only tr control ourselves. Um, but we can control how we respond to other people. Um, no action is also action. So if we don't do something, we have to take responsibility for not doing something. Um, and that's going to come up again later, but it's important to know that whether we're actually doing something or not doing something, that's still an action and it's still going to play a part in how we are responsible uh, towards ourselves. And it goes back to uh, being responsible for our own goals. I'm going to give you some steps here later that'll help to kind of put that stuff in order so it, we can actually achieve these goals and we can build this uh, self, uh, build this self-esteem, build this self-confidence and be able to achieve those goals instead of kind of hoping for goals to exist. Um, and we, we can't wait for somebody else to change. Um, the only person we have control of is ourselves. Uh, the next one is self-assertiveness. And this just means we're going to honor our wants and our needs and our values. Um, basically, we're just standing up for ourselves, uh, treating others with respect, uh, being authentic. Uh, we did a podcast not too long ago on uh, being authentic um, and being willing to say no when we don't agree with something. Again, no action is an action. So being uh, having this self-assertiveness is going to help us to stand up for ourselves when we don't agree with something. Um, know what we, uh, know what we need and want are important. Uh, so kind of as we were children, we weren't always given a choice to have and to be assertive and to choose what we want. A lot of times the parents are like, well, this is what you're eating, you know, do what I say, things like that. So I think early on, a lot of times we were kind of, kind of formed in that past program conditioning, we're programmed to not really assert ourselves, not really stand up for ourselves. Um, and we may not have known anything. When you're really little, you automatically, you're designed to accept what's given to you. And, you know, we, so this is also uh, supporting things uh, that we're for. So like when others don't agree with something, that's standing up for ourselves and saying that, yes, we agree with this. And, you know, the old peer pressure kind of draws us to want to be accepted and want to be like other people, um, either for search for approval um, or whatever. But when it comes to this self-assertiveness for building self-esteem, we need to value ourselves more than we value others. Um, that doesn't mean, like, take away from others. It doesn't mean be disrespectful, things like that. But we can have what we want as long as we don't take away from other people. So uh, the next one is living purposefully. So this is going to be kind of a, an action part. And a lot of times you'll hear people just kind of, Hey, I hope things get better. Or I hope I have a nice house someday. Oh, I wish things were different. Um, but we have to remember 
the Nike phrase, just do it, right? We have to take responsibility. We have to live with a purpose and set goals and work to achieve them. And these goals have to be specific. If we just like, hey, I would like a nice house someday. Um, what's nice? Maybe that'll change. Um, or we say, oh, I'm just going to do my best. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, that's not really going to work. Um, daydreaming about things that maybe I'll have this someday. That's, that's not going to work either. That uh, internal thought requires action. In order to change that, uh, we have to take action. So these are those four, four easy steps. And the first one's going to be like identify a goal. Uh, there's some different ways to make goals. There's some different things out there. But we have to take responsibility to do those steps and make those goals, write them down, and uh, make a plan in order to achieve them. Um, and the, se- well, the second step is that the action. So we have to write down a list of like what actions we need to do to achieve those goals. Uh, maybe it requires knowledge. Maybe we have to research something. Um, but all that's going to go back into that. And then the third step is going to be to, to monitor our progress. Maybe we'll have to make changes. Maybe something's not working. And the fourth step is pay attention to our actions. Uh, sometimes we might have these goals and we're supposed to do something or we didn't take an action. And we have to make sure that the actions we are taking are in a line with our goals. Uh, sometimes certain actions would be like, oh, this will maybe this will help me reach my goal. And really it's kind of a distractor and it's really not kind of helping us get to our goal. It's just kind of stuff like that, the busy work or procrastination. We think we're doing something, but we're not really doing things that are effective in our action steps to reach our goal. So living with a purpose kind of overlaps with the one uh, self-responsibility. Um, we are responsible for our actions. Um, and we're responsible for our lack of action. So we have to decide and pay attention to when we're procrastinating. And procrastination is always going to be on the opposite side of living purposefully. Uh, the next one is going to be personal integrity. Uh, so this one's, this one's kind of tough, and sometimes it hits home pretty good. It's um, the personal integrity is as we develop, we kind of build these values and standards. Um, and things that become important to us. And sometimes these will change, but this is what is important to us, and that's what we have to be true to, and that's what we have to hold our integrity toward. And being true to ourselves is the most important. Uh, And we have to behave in a way that aligns with these values and things like that. So a lot of times things happen, people do things, and they just think, like, I don't know what happened. But we got to remember that, this personal integrity is a conscious choice. Um, We know when we're choosing to do something that's going to contradict our values or our standards or things like that. So again, awareness is key. Being aware of these choices that we're making and recognizing when we're about to make a choice that's going to be different than our personal integrity and our values. And if you remember that old Pepsi commercial, it's uh, they said, choose, but choose wisely. So when we're making these choices, we have to think, are these aligned with our values and our standards? And our self-esteem is, is really based on trust in ourselves. So if, if we can't trust ourselves, then who can we trust? And the more we work on this personal integrity and do things that align with our values and standards, it's going to build confidence in ourselves. 
Um, and our values have to match our behaviors. Like Paul said, behavior never lies. So if we start to betray ourselves, uh, then we're going to lose trust in ourselves and our, our self-esteem is going to lower. And one of the greatest traps is, you know, only I will know, right? Um, who's going to know if I have a few drinks? Who's going to know if I do that drugs? Who, who's going to know if I cheat on my diet? Um, nobody probably will know. But the most important person that's going to know is we are. We're going to know. We're the worst person to lie to. I remember that internal self-esteem is the most important. And it's the, it's the core of who we think we are. So when we start lying to ourselves, we start to lose that trust and confidence in ourselves. And our own judgment is going to be um, the only thing that counts. Like what other people think of us is not going to matter as much as how we judge ourselves. So if we think that, oh, we can't do something or, oh, we're lying to ourselves or I had this value and now I betrayed myself, um, that's going to be the, the hardest thing to affect our self-esteem. Um, we can avoid other people, but we can't avoid ourselves. It's hard as, it's hard as people try sometimes. And some of these small things are, are going to seem like they're, that they're no big deal, like um, getting up in the morning, things like that. But as you start to slowly do these small little, I guess, white lies towards ourselves, that's just going to lead and slowly deteriorate uh, that personal integrity and that trust in ourselves. So we have to be aware of when we're doing these, these little small white lies to ourselves. And... Uh, like I said, I've heard people say, like, in order to help boost your personal integrity, things you can do is, like, set your alarm clock in the morning and say, it doesn't, it doesn't even matter what time you set it for. Just when you set your alarm clock, say to yourself, I'm going to get up at this time. And then by getting up at that time, that's going to help build um, that personal integrity and that trust in yourself. And, you know, saying you're going to go to the gym, things like that. And there's going to there's going to be certain reasons why like valid reasons why you have to change your plans and things like that. But if you're avoiding something or you're, or you're doing something just for the sake of procrastination, uh, that's not one of those valid reasons to, to lie to yourself or, or convince yourself to change your mind. You got to hold, hold true to your values and hold true to what you say you're going to do for yourself. Um, and that plays a part, when you're dealing with other people also, but the personal integrity is really the most important when it comes to self-esteem. Uh, and when it comes to values, we have to have specific values. A lot of times values tend to kind of, the, the lines kind of get grayed out and you're kind of like, well, maybe it's not that bad. So the best way to have some good specific values and standards is, is write them down. Say, these are the values. These are the things that I believe in. And some of them can change throughout life, but write down these values and then sign the bottom of it and say, I, I affirm that I'm going to uphold these values to myself and read them in the morning. Remind yourself, these are the values. These are the things I'm going to do in order to be true to myself. And we're all human. We all make mistakes. And sometimes if, if we have a lapse and we end up violating one of these values that we have for ourselves, a lot of times there's going to be a lot of guilt involved and we're going to be like oh i'm a failure that low self-esteem is going to kick in and you're just going to go into that that downward downward spiral and and just give up on your values altogether 
And that guilt is, is going to come from a lot of things. It's going to come from maybe we betrayed ourselves. Maybe we hurt somebody else in the, in the meantime, uh, things like that. But in order to resolve that guilt and get to get over that guilt, uh, there's some steps here to take that personal responsibility. It comes back into this personal integrity also. And we have to face the reality of what happened, what we did. Um, we can't just avoid it and just forget about it and go on with it because we did betray to ourselves and we have to understand why we did it. Um, maybe there's a lapse in judgment. Maybe we had feelings involved. Understanding that why is going to help prevent us from doing this again in the future. And then if other people were involved, uh, we have to acknowledge that maybe we did some harm, take responsibility for what we did and the consequences that happened um, and own it. Uh, the next step is take an action, uh, make, make some amends. Maybe you owe somebody apology. Uh, maybe you owe yourself an apology. Um, something that can try to make right whatever wrong you did that violated uh, that integrity. And then the last part is commit to uh, behaving differently in the future. Um, without going back to that, that, that list, going back to our values and going back to ourselves to show that we have confidence in ourselves and say, we're going to try again, build that self-esteem um, and that trust in ourselves. Um, we're not really going to resolve that problem and that guilt just going to linger on. So that's it for self-esteem. Thanks, Paul. Thank you very much, uh, Jody. We really appreciate the uh, presentation on self-esteem and it. Uh, going to go to some of the participants there. Ray, you on the line? Yeah, I'm here. What uh, has self-esteem, how has it affected you over the years? Um, in the area of self-esteem, I mean, that's everything right now that I'm looking at and working through because it's affecting me all, all my life to some extent. Um, and it would help to cause me to look at it as being modest or humble or look at being confident as being arrogant. You know, that's one of the tricks it would use for me is I would see any sign of confidence by somebody, it definitely would make me uh, uncomfortable. It would make me face certain, you know, insecurities or, or face those feelings of lack of self-esteem. And then I would, you know, view that display as being arrogant. Maybe sometimes it, it, it could have been, but just in general, I've always had an, an aversion to you know, self-promotion and being happy and comfortable with who you are just, you know, throughout the day, that general sense of well-being that I'm happy with who I am. You know, I'm happy to see another day and have an opportunity to connect with people I care about and pursue my goals and things like that. That sums up a feeling that I did not maintain most of my life. And so... Uh, those are ways that it would keep me in that place, you know, due to my past pre pro, uh, pre-programmed conditions. A lot of that stuff has come from my childhood and, you know, effects that I'm only just now coming to terms with. And that's helping me work through that process a lot as well. Just being able to look at things that happened for what they were 
and to be able to draw the or connect the dots between what happened and behaviors that I still repeat today, choices that I continue to make based on the effects, you know, to self-image, to self-worth, and looking at it and being able to accept it, like Jody said, uh, that awareness allows you to actually do something with it and do something about it. So um, that's what I've been been doing lately, working uh, with different exercises, affirmations and things like that to help reprogram that and just, you know, like Jody said, continuing to do it is the key, you know, to getting through it. So. Thank you very much, Ray. Appreciate your uh, input. Uh, I know that uh, self-esteem has affected me in, in my many years, and uh, I think it's an epidemic we have in our society today is low self-esteem, and uh, it plays a big part on uh, keeping us down if we're not really understanding that it exists and how to, you know, how to work on eliminating it in our life. Thank you very much. Uh, Debbie, are you online? I am. How has your it affected your self-esteem in the past? Well, first of all, I wanted to say, Jody, I thought that was an amazing, amazing presentation. And there were so many places in there that I was like, oh, oh, you know, um, just looking at things in in my life as I listened. Um, For one thing, uh, a long time ago, somebody told me you should do it, what they called an integrity checklist. And um, and that was looking at all the different places that you are out of integrity. In other words, um, places in your life where you're not holding yourself to the standard that you normally um, that you value. Uh, and and it could be something simple as you know my closets aren't are, are, are a mess or um, or in relationships, you know, how am I being with someone in a relationship? You know, am I being my word with that person? Um, So one of the things that I saw in there was I wanted to go back and redo an integrity checklist and see what, what I need, what actions do I need to take to bring myself back in the fold? That was that was the first thing, but the um, the second thing that I saw too is I you know just like Ray was saying I've been working a lot on um, on working with my self esteem in terms of forgiving myself for different things and forgiving things that happened to me in the past, um, but mostly forgiving myself. Uh, you know, there's a lot of times where I felt like um, I've held on to grudges or I've held on to something. And it is all about the relationship you have with yourself. I saw so many places where I didn't want to let go. And I think, um, 
one of the things that I've learned through the Discover It program was that uh, that I needed to learn to forgive myself on some of these things, and and in some respects, not you know I, I tend to hold, I tend to be a perfectionist about certain things, and um, and sometimes that is an impossible standard for one to keep, um, and and so in that respect, I learned that um, I need to I need to loosen up a little bit on some things. Um, at least that's what I saw in, in the presentation tonight. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. And uh, I've seen you uh, definitely uh, increase your self-esteem in the past uh, short period of time that you've been on your journey of self-discovery. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anyone else that would like to say something and participate before we get off the phone this evening? Sure. This is Jody. I think one of the things I didn't really cover in in this whole thing is how we can have other people hold us accountable. And a lot of times our uh, self-assessment of ourselves is not always accurate. Um, we'll, we'll tend to tell ourselves lies, right? So I think being using a lot of these steps and the things I went over and being able to go over with a mentor or something like that and somebody else to, to help hold you accountable and to help point out some of these things um, is really useful. Um, they're in certain ways. Uh, obviously, if somebody is over, um, I guess, saying that we're way better than we really are or praising things that don't really deserve praise. Um, it's kind of contradicting to our own self-worth because if our, if our self doesn't believe it um, or if it's just kind of not true, then we'll tend to interpret those things and, and kind of throw those out. So having a, having a good mentor that can and look at things in a logical sense and look at the facts and being able to point out things will help build that own confidence in yourself and help build your own abilities. And one of the things with self-esteem is uh, learning how to do new things. Sometimes we always say you don't know what you don't know. So sometimes in order to reach some of these goals, we need information. We need somebody to kind of ask questions to, to get ourselves thinking kind of outside the box in order to help us to achieve those goals and to help build that uh, self-confidence. Thanks, Paul. Thank you very much again, Jody. Appreciate the uh, extra input there. Anyone else uh, like to just put their two cents worth before we uh, get offline tonight? All right, guys. Really appreciate the participation from uh, Ray, Debbie, and uh, really enjoy the presentation from Jody this evening. Don't forget now, next Thursday, 730-515-604-9530. Use access code 655145. We will see all of you next week at 730. Thank you.